Well, welcome back to Starting Point. We're so glad you're here, and man, we have one more week to go. Thank you for hanging in there and sticking it out. We hope it's been really beneficial and encouraging in your faith. So everything has a starting point, and we've talked about that, and faith has a starting point too. Now, since the big idea for this series is that faith has a starting point, it would make sense that we actually talk about, yeah, faith. And this week, we're going to touch on the thing that undergirds our faith. Faith is perhaps the most confused, misused, and abused concept in religion. To understand the role of faith or belief in a religious sense, we need to step back and look at it in a general sense. There are four observations. The first observation, you know, faith in general, the ability to believe is the most powerful force at humankind's disposal. And this cannot be overstated. Everything that has been done, for good or bad, has been done because somebody believed it could or should be done. Every problem that has been solved was solved because someone believed it could or should be solved. We've seen medical, scientific, technological, financial relationship. We've seen so many things happen over our lifetime. We would also say that ideologies drive world events. Did you know that beliefs began this nation of America in the 1700s and also split the nation in the 1900s? Every revolution is fueled by a belief. Adolf Hitler started and fueled a a world war with speeches of what he believed should be true of Germany. Every major headline dealing with international conflict can be traced to a conflict in beliefs. Think about terrorism. See, when we believe something is possible, we look for a way find a way. Belief empowers us to try, try again, anticipate, hope, imagine, create, and improve. The second observation, we constantly look for evidence to support what we believe to be true. (laughs) Guys, this is especially true for Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, and Independents, right? It's true that we filter out what doesn't fit. See, belief, number three, is easy to maintain within a community of shared belief. Number four, The ability to believe is one of God's greatest gifts to us. So what we want to do now is we want to look at faith in the context of religion. Religious belief is simply belief applied to things of religious nature. Religious belief hinges on, quote, believe that, fill in the blank, end quote. Maybe you believe that God answers prayers. He rewards the faithful. He punishes the bad. Ancient Jews believed that Abraham left his family, went to a new place because he believed God. The prophet Muhammad believed that the angel Gabriel spoke to him after his wife convinced him it was the angel Gabriel. Now, quick tidbit. Did you know that he believed that it was demons telling him this? And then his wife convinced him that it was the angel Gabriel? Now, before long, a lot of other people believed that he was a prophet. Sikhs, Buddhists, and Hindus all have some believe that's. Atheists and agnostics, they have a believe that. Christians believe that Jesus is God's son who was dead and came back from the dead. And we receive that from the Bible. See, believe deep enough and any religious system becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Some believe that Christianity, like every religion, can be a giant Jedi mind trick, like a group think. Others believe that believing is seen, so pick up religion and religion and you'll be happier with one than without one. 
So if believe all that, why am I here? Why am I a follower of Jesus? Why did Christianity survive the first century? Consider the following statement. When Jesus died, those closest to him believed he was dead and would stay that way. They believed that he was a powerful speaker whose powerful speaking got him crucified. They believed that he was not the Messiah. They believed that he was not the Son of God. They believed that their lives were in jeopardy. And after all of that teaching, all those miracles, all those amazing stories, Jesus' closest followers lost faith in the end. In fact, many of them ran away. Peter denied even knowing him. And that's what they tell us about themselves. Jesus' closest friends lost faith in the end. When Peter and John and company went to the streets of Jerusalem a few weeks after the crucifixion, do you know what the crux of their message was? He was killed, God raised him, and we've seen him. Remember our first week when we looked at Paul when he preached in Athens? He didn't ask the Athenians to believe that Jesus' teachings were superior to their own philosophers. He asked them to believe that something happened and then they would get to that. So remember, in in Acts 17, 31-32, in the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now He commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. So so a couple things there. Number one, because of the resurrection, God's like, all right, (laughs) it's time. It's time to repent because my son rose from the dead to exchange your spiritual death to spiritual life. And then Jesus is coming to judge the world with His justice. And all of that is proof because of the resurrection. And that's why I say so often that if a man could predict his own death and resurrection and pull it off, we ought to believe what he says. Do you know that God hears our secret prayers? That God is our Heavenly Father? That God will sustain us? through temptations, through difficulties, through circumstances, that heaven is real, that God loves you. Jesus said all of those things, and all of those things were validated because of the resurrection. Look, we believe that when you place your faith in Jesus' death, a single act of faith leads to forgiveness of sins. That is why we said from the very beginning that the starting point for the Christian faith is to answer the question, who is Jesus? A single event changed how those closest to him answered that question. It was the resurrection, and it changed everything. They went from unbelief to belief in a moment, the moment they saw a resurrected Jesus. And that's where we're going to pick it up there next week. So this week in your group, consider this question. Did you find parts of the session hard to accept? And if so, which part and why?